Hey everyone, Carter Todd here. Here's another installment of Out of the Hourglass presented by Nolan Consulting Group. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Andrew here. And Jim. And we are The The Sales Guys. Guys. We are jumping right into it today um, because we want to keep the time short for you. We're going to talk about a book that we're reading in the uh, sales peer groups that we run uh, right now. It's called The Sandler Rules. It's a fun book uh, that we're covering right now. And so Jim and I are going to talk about, for the next couple, probably the next couple podcasts, we're going to dissect this book. And right now we're, we're going to do some takeaways that we have built around. Um, our first takeaway was people buy for their own reasons, not yours. And we want to unpack that a little bit today. And I think, um, you know, Jimmy, there's a lot of implications to that. Mm. If, if in fact, people are going to buy for their own reasons, um, I guess mine don't really matter that much, why, why I might want them to buy. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Mm, I think you said it all, Andrew. What's the next subject? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> End of podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, you said keep it short. Um, no, so it, it's interesting. So human nature um, and, you know, if you if you were to Google how do I sell or sales processes, um, there would be no shortage of information. And so much of what is taught or is done by natural instinct um, comes down to what we call features and benefits. Um, they're the canned presentations. Mm-hmm. Um here, here's the problem with that is that when you go out to meet with a customer and you may talk about your training systems or you may talk about the fact that you're insured or you may talk about the fact that you have um, uh, background checks done on all your employees. I'm just throwing out a few features sure. of our Some company. Examples. The concern becomes is that when you're talking to that customer, it can it can fall completely on deaf ears. Um, that customer may not care about one or all of the things that your canned presentation is touching base on. And you'll also very likely start to sound like every other rep, um, every other salesperson that's come in and out through that office or through that door. And we know that... Yeah, this is true for commercial property managers, homeowners. Absolutely. I mean, our our focus is on um, <coughs> high-end residential repaints, but we do, do a small amount of commercial work, and we get a premium for that because we take the time to really get to know and learn the customer and what their motivations are and what's important to them. It's not about a canned presentation because if I if I am doing a canned presentation, um, you know that dog and pony sh- uh, show or shtick, um, I sound like everybody else. And if I sound like everybody else, and I come in at a price that's twenty or thirty percent premium, I'm not getting the job. So isn't that kind of hard to hear for a sales rep? Though I remember when we when I first dove into Sandler, uh, when I met Kevin when I was selling for Nolan Painting. Um, it was it was sort of tough to hear because I, I was drinking the Kool Aid like you know we were we were the right price we we were doing things the right way we you know our our systems were the best and I, I wanted to tell people about it it felt mm-hmm. safe you know like we uh, the, these are the things that we do well this is why you should buy from us done deal sign it let's go mm-hmm. and 
you know, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow that the customer, even though they have fancy cars or a nice house or what have you, they value fancy cars, yeah. not great contracting. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you, you said a key word there, um, safe. Um, selling features and benefits to me is a safe way to sell. Because you're not because you're not getting the customer or the prospect emotionally involved, you're not opening them up to be more vulnerable as well as yourself. It's a very business-like transaction, and ultimately, if they don't buy from you, you can justify and say, "Oh well, um, they didn't like the features and benefits that we offered," um, and move on from it. Um, so, or just continue trying to convince them and convince them and convince them and frustrate yourself and probably them. That's it. That's it. And, you know, this goes even deeper. So the last podcast that we did, Andrew, uh, we talked a lot about um, transactional analysis and understanding the three ego states, the parent, the adult, and child. And, you know, we talked about that the fact that the first sale that you make is to the inner child. You, you evoke that emotional want. Um, you find out what motivates them. You find out what's important to them. You find out what their expectations are. That's what it's all about. You, if you can get them to open up emotionally and sell that inner child, then everything else flows much smoother from there. Jimmy, that sounds a lot like Rule 27, which is you can't sell anybody anything. They must discover they want it. That sounds a lot like the inner child. It, yeah, it, it really is. Um, I and I go even beyond that. You can't sell them anything at a premium. So it, it feels like if you're if you're going to focus on features and benefits, uh, one of the things we were talking about planning for the call was you you can you can make a sale, but there's a very low chance you're actually going to earn a customer with features and benefits that yeah. you that and even I don't know could you take that a step further and say I I would even think that's a high risk sale because mm-hmm. a week later they may cancel, they may move on, or, or I mean, I've seen property managers do that all the time. Yeah. A cheap, cheaper estimate comes in and they move on. They've, right. they've got your estimate right. and now they're just going with, they're matching it with a cheaper guy. Yeah. Well, and the, and the beauty of actually creating that relationship, it, it makes it more difficult for that person, that prospect or that customer you have a relationship with you to tell you no, or it makes it more difficult for them to shop it out. Um, if you're finding out what they really want. Yeah. If, if you're establishing the relationship. Yeah. So I, I've been asked before, um, you know, what what are the things that I do well? Like, what's the secret to my own personal success? And, you know, when we talk about the sales process, there's obviously a lot of steps and um, a lot of tools and techniques. But, you know, I've said this before. I, I over time, and, and a lot of this comes from the maturity, a lot of this comes with doing um, selling for, you know, longer and longer period of time. Um, I really view myself as a consultant. Um, you know, so what do I do well? So when I meet with a new client, um, I really want to take the time to slow down the process and get to know them. That's step one. I'm not jumping right into the project. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's points of commonality or practice, practicing a lot of NLP matching and mirroring, um, really slowing that first 10, 15, 20 minutes down and having a conversation. There's some vulnerability there because you're you want to go in and present and make the deal, and you got to slow down and really find out what the customer wants. And what the customer wants 
might not be you mm-hmm. uh, or at least what you're selling. Yeah. So there's an, is there, it seems to me like there's an element of no here, fear of no or fear of hearing no uh, yeah. may, may be preventing people from out, out there in the audience, may be preventing them from really just setting their agenda aside and figuring out what this customer wants. Yeah. And, and figuring out what the customer wants, you, you, can't, you can't jump into that too early. I mean, yes, you can find out, okay, what's the scope of work? Okay. You want to paint the house, okay? Or their pain, just find, finding out yeah, their pain. Yeah, that's what I'm going. So the scope is, scope is good, but yeah, finding so, out their pain. Yeah, what they really want. To me, I, I again, I want to evoke emotion. So for me, it starts with slowing it down, really really gaining their trust. You know, Remember that uh, the rule when it comes to bond and report, trust. People buy from people they trust, and they trust people they perceive to be like themselves. So... Step one for me is gaining the trust, getting to know them before I jump too early on finding motivations and pain and concerns. Then after we've established that, all of a sudden now it's more conversational. Um, we can walk through the scope of the work and I can, I can ask some very specific questions about why they're considering the project now, what's most important to them, you know, what are their concerns, what they hope to learn about us in the process. There are a lot of these leading questions that get the customer to open up and help me find their pain. And there, there may be a, a lot of reasons in there that you can't do business with them. Uh, certainly lead time is a, is a big one. But parts of the project that they want done that you may have to refer out and you need to get this done first. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information in there that'll earn you, earn you a customer. So ha- has that ever happened? I, I'm, I'm thinking of okay, the, the pushback that we might get from the audience, you know, so you're, you're digging on a customer and you figure out that they actually have other things that need to get done before you, before Nolan Painting comes in. Yeah. Ever, yeah. ever happened to you? Uh, happened this morning, as a matter of fact. Um, so. Really? Yeah. Um, How about that? Producer Carter, I, I picked a big one there. <laughs> picked a good uh, one. Yeah, it's well-timed. <laughs> well, so. Um, that was not a plant. <laughs> So I had an opportunity uh, this morning uh, to meet with a new client. It was a referral from one of my clients. Um, by the way, another beauty of establishing good relationships, you get more personal referrals, um, uh, which like is that. a beautiful thing. But so it was an interior and exterior project. And um, as I mentioned, I mean, like textbook for me, um, before we even really started talking about the project, we spent a half hour. Uh, talking in the kitchen over a cup of coffee, uh, getting to know. I had I had the opportunity to meet with both decision makers, uh, the husband and the wife, and um, we sat at the kitchen table over a cup of coffee for thirty minutes, getting to know each other. Um, so that's my step. Um, and I, and I genuinely it. I hate to use the word step uh, because I genuinely like to get to know people. I have a natural curiosity, um, and when I find things that I'm I have in common with them. You know, I like to talk about that. And, and did they offer you coffee? They did offer me coffee. I hear I hear Kevin say all the time, "Eat the meatball." Uh, he, he had a customer yeah. one time offer a meatball, yeah. and it was I guess when for, when you guys were first doing Sandler, and so he instead of saying, "Well, no, that's okay, that's okay," yeah. eat the meatball. Yeah, drink drink the, if they offer you coffee, drink the coffee. Drink the coffee. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something interesting since you brought that up. Um, before I started at Nolan Painting and before I started learning this sales process, uh, I had never had a cup of coffee in my life. Really? Uh, now I have like four pots a day. I'm totally <laughs> addicted. <laughs> for, that was for real. And 
And I, I, I learned early on that I would make the mistake of saying no thank you to the coffee. But coffee's more than coffee. If somebody's offering you coffee, it typically means that they want to slow down the process and they mm. want to get to know you as well. So why not jump on that opportunity? That, that sounds a lot like Rule 40, 47. Selling is a Broadway play performed by a psychiatrist. <laughs> there's a whole lot of psychology going on here. There is. There's, there's no, no doubt about it. Um, um, okay, so we've, we, there were three things that we sort of picked out. So we're talking about people buy for their own reasons, not yours. One of the, the principles, uh, I think, of selling in general, but certainly one that Sandler talks about a lot. For me, it was one of the more freeing aspects when I was selling for Pella prior to um, Nolan, uh, it was it was all this way, and it, it felt like such a trap, and then and the features and benefits, and so it's freeing. Uh, that said, you, you can't rely on features and benefits. Uh, you gotta be okay with no. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna really find out what your customer wants, you gotta be okay with no. All right, so I, I think the big one uh, that I, I often get some pushback on on, my, on, on the sales peer groups, uh, the best presentation, then, is the one you never give, uh, Rule 15. Hmm. Really? Like, but I'm supposed to present. Like, Jimmy, d- that can't be true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I like that's what we do is we make presentations, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, well, and I want to touch base on something else, too, because you, you mentioned the word freer. Um, you know, the beauty of this concept and principle is that um, – First of all, you know, I, I believe wholeheartedly in the 80-20 rule. Um, the 80-20 rule sa- states that in most um, most salesperson to prospect conversations, mm. it classically trained features and benefits artists, the salesperson does 80% of the talking and, the, and they allow the customer to do 20%. Mm, because the salesperson good. shows up, shows up and throws up, as the old yeah. saying goes. And they talk and talk and talk, and um, many times they talk themselves out the door without a sale, um, and really without knowing what next steps are and having customers hide. And we know that we don't we, we don't want to be involved in that. Um, that's that's not my that's not my end goal anyway. Um, but in this context, if if you're doing and you're really um, following the process and you're really building trust, and you really get get good and learn to ask the right open-ended leading type questions, you start to shift the focus on the customer where it should be. So I do t- 20% of the talking and allow the customer to do the bulk of the discuss, have the bulk of the discussion. Um, and that only comes from first gaining that trust and mm-hmm. then learning to ask the right question. So you say freer to me, it's about pressure. If yeah. I'm going in selling features and benefits, the pressure's all on me because I, I have to do this canned presentation. Dog and pony um, show. Dog and pony show. If, I'm, if, if I get away from that and ask more questions and allow the customer to open up, um, I'm taking the pressure off myself. And I'm, I'm putting the spotlight firmly where it should be on the client. Oh, it's like the weight of the world yeah. off, your, off your shoulders. It's great. And now, make no mistake, we're, we want the customer to buy from us, as, assuming it's a fit. So, th- I mean, that, that's just a less pressure right there. Is this actually a fit? But make no mistake, we want to steer the customer and, and solve the customer's um, pain in a way that they buy from us. However, 
some people aren't going to buy from us if we're going to close even 60%, 40% of the people aren't. So let's authentically find out what they want. Yeah. So Take is, the pressure off yourself. I mean, it, there's a paradigm shift there. Big time. Because if, I, if, I'm, if I'm the features and benefits salesperson, in essence, what I'm trying to do is I have to talk the customer into why they should buy from us. And I'll be honest with you, that I, that's not really in my skill set. That sounds like um, something else you say, which is uh, people people hate to be sold, but they love to buy. They love to buy. So Absolutely. what so what about the presentation part? So the, so rule fifteen is the best presentation is the one you never give. Mm-hmm. It certainly makes sense to me. Yeah. How would how would you explain that well, to our audience? Yeah. So the the pres the presentation that you don't give is the is the features and benefits the dog and pony show as you mentioned. The the presentation is actually, in fact, given by the client, the, your prospect. Um, and again, so if you if you have success in getting them to open up, um, finding pain. You know, we talk about a lot about the pain funnel. Um, you know, taking taking some of the intellectual smoke screen. So, oh yeah, I had a I, you know I had a bad experience with a contractor previously, and so that's the that's the intellectual smoke screen. That's a very intellectual statement. And a novice salesperson would jump on it and say, oh, don't worry, you won't have that problem mm. with us, and then yeah. move on. Now, me, I want to take the time, take, bring them through that pain funnel, you know, find out a little bit more about the situation, what happened, were you able to rectify it? Um, how are you feeling after all this, all, after everything was said What was said that and bad done? experience about? Like, give me some details. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And... And then once I bring them through that pain funnel and I, and, and I start to hear that emotion and I start to hear some of those emotional words, um, I, I keep that in my bank, so to speak. And then when I'm having fur- further discussions with them, you know, I'll say, hey, I really appreciate all your honesty. Um, you know, I don't want to make the, the, the same mistake that you've had with some of your other contractors. And I understand it's a leap of faith. And... I could say any number of things about us or our company, but to me, what's really most important is what you hope to learn about us today um, to, to help us manage your expectations and avoid some of these problems. So it's really about it's finding like the pain and making y- it emotional. You don't have to know anything. Just go in and, th- and that's not hard for you. That uh, comes very natural, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So how can uh, the people out there listening, uh, how can they... Uh, implement this. One thing that comes to mind, you know, are you, are you really setting aside your own agenda and you, are you really figuring out what the customer really wants and finding their pain? Are you, are you settling for problems or, or are you getting to, Mrs. Jones, I, 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 can't, uh, I can't imagine how you were feeling at this point. Mm-hmm. Are you getting to the feeling question? Yeah, yeah. Um, Slowing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, where, so how might our listeners here implement this principle of uh, people buy for their own reasons, not yours? What's one thing they can do right now? Hmm. Well, so many things come to mind, actually. And I recently uh, had a discussion with one of our sales reps, and um, he's had a lot of success uh, since he's joined us, and he's been steadily growing, um, selling more and more, closing at a ho- higher rate. And we just had a discussion about it, and he said, "You know, it really—I've realized it really—it really does start with setting the table." And I realized we didn't talk about that today, but taking the time to explain the customer, you know, what your what 
what today's conversation is going to look like, um, some of the things you're going to talk about, and and really set the tone for your meeting that day. Mm. Um, it starts with that, and that'll be a good discussion. Well, for I think part call. of that is maybe even if we if you don't set the whole table, just ask permission to ask ask questions. Yeah. I really want to make this yeah. about you. Is it okay if I ask you, you know, uh, some questions about yeah. what you want? Yeah, I I use the the natural obviously typically. Uh, that's going to be a topic for the next call um, because that really does open up the, the dialogue and conversation. Um, but for today's uh, purposes, I, I would say, again, um, if you're not doing it currently, um, don't jump right into the process. Don't jump right into trying to understand the scope of the work. Um, take 5, 10, 15 minutes to get to know your customer um, find out what some of their likes are. I mean, there's all kinds of visual cues when you meet with people um, that you can find and, and spend the time to bond a rapport with them. Then start to try to get them to open up because if you don't gain their trust up front, you're gonna ha- it's an uphill battle to try to really get them to open up. Great. Thanks, Jimmy. Yep. Thanking you. Appreciate it. Have a good one.